Hello everyone. Welcome to my show, Curry Up Startup Podcast, a podcast to celebrate Asian entrepreneurs and bring interesting people that I meet in my life to the limelight. My guest for today's episode is on a mission to build the future of work. Let's welcome the founder of Indies, Nitesh Agrawal. Welcome to my show, Nitesh. Thank you so much, Priyanka. Thank you for having me here. A graduate of IIT Bombay in India, the first employee at Ola, which is a successful point-to-point taxi model, and having worked at housing.com which shaped the indian real estate ecosystem to where you are today with indies you have dabbled in the startup space tell us about your journey nitesh yeah so it has been really interesting and inspiring when i was young you know like i always dreamed of being an entrepreneur so everyone in my family is is an entrepreneur that's pretty amazing you have a family yeah. of entrepreneurs yeah right i mean like everyone in my, in my family is an entrepreneur so i always dreamed of being an entrepreneur but i wanted to choose a different route for myself post iit i was like i want to do a job and i want to build a career in a job i joined that company uh, it was called inductus which is a data science management consulting company i was like i will just grow in this career and i'll be an analyst and i'll be a partner and so on but it didn't turn out very well for me it was i mean i i liked the work that i was doing but i hated the atmosphere you know like i didn't like the office politics i didn't like uh, to be like to not not be able to speak up your mind and 8 to 10 months of uh, of my startup job i had uh, a conversation with my partner that hey i don't like the way you pitch to clients and it doesn't make sense to me uh, we should be more authentic you know like we should be more genuine in what we are doing and we should say that say it upfront that hey these are the problems that you need to address and my partner was like hey you are an analyst so <laughs> that really got to me you know like come on i mean like i have i should have a voice so that got me thinking that you know what it is very important to have your voice wherever wherever you're working uh at that point in time my friends were starting housing.com so i decided to join them at a very early stage and i saw the entire growth of housing.com so housing.com was a 400 million dollar company backed by softbank and a lot of other prominent vcs of the world and my job at there was to lead the product and data science so i was leading a team of close to 200 people i learned how to hire people i learned how to fire people i learned how to lead a team i learned how to motivate motivate the team how to give them the direction how to prioritize things and so on after housing.com i realized that i should do something of my own i decided to take a break i was in vietnam doing a solo backpacking trip there i met digital nomads you know like people who travel and work and i was really inspired by the story of a few of them there was this girl who was traveling for approximately 3 years and she has been to i think 80 countries and she was telling me her experiences and she was telling me like how amazing it was and i was like wow why can't we work like this to me the notion of working was that hey you have to go to an office entrepreneur mindset started kicking in that hey today like we have platforms like upwork but my friends like who are really good at what they do they don't go to upwork and find work even when they can it should be easy for them so i understood that there is a gap here which needs to be catered to i came back to india started researching a lot on the concept of future of work spoke to a lot of people in this industry and something clicked and we started in years after uh, after 5 to 6 months of research and so far i mean we have seen a lot of ups and downs raised funds on uh, on like on pitching to investor in one meeting got really really good customers for example dominos uber worked with really good teams from all over the world got exposed to different culture uh, from approximately 30 40 countries and really like led a team hired people i at some point in time i didn't have money to pay rent 
I borrowed money and then like started scaling Indias, then paid it back. You know, like every day I wake up to do something amazing. Every day is a new day, which really gets me going every day. That's amazing to hear, Nitesh. And it's so inspiring, right? When ideas generate at the least known time. Like yeah. Packing, right? That was not what you would be expecting when you're doing it. Yeah, I was there to drink beer. <laughs> <laughs> it's always nice to chill out and have fun, to yeah. unwind ourselves and rejuvenate. So tell us a little bit more about Indies. How does this concept work in reality? The vision behind Indies is that there are these amazing teams all over the world, this amazing talent, and they do very good work. Us businesses, we are always trying to find really good talent in our backyard. If I am in DC, I would try and like hire a team in DC. However, if I want to solve a very specific and very niche kind of problem, it will be hard for me to find good people here in this area. It might be in, in the Bay Area. It might be in the Latin America. It might be somewhere in Canada. or It might be in Europe. It might be in Asia. The philosophy is that everyone should be able to tap into this global talent pool from all over the world this gives us opportunity to do two things one is like the talent gets to work on really interesting problem imagine someone sitting in a remote part of vietnam or a remote part of india if they get to work on amazing problems let's say like helping non-profits to raise more funds or helping associations to communicate better an organization will be able to access that really amazing talent which they didn't have access to so how it works in practice is uh, as an organization, you tell us that, hey, I want to solve this problem for my, for my business. Let's say if you're a nonprofit, you will say, hey, I want to engage my community or I want to engage my volunteers. From that note, we'll go and find the most relevant team from our community. We have a community of really good teams from all over the world. All the teams are very heavily vetted on 120 plus criteria. For example, their code quality, their communication skills, their project management skills. We speak to their clients, the, their culture and so on. And on the basis of this data, we pair the organizations with the most relevant teams and they get to work together and we oversee the entire process, like how the project is going on and how is uh, how are you feeling with respect to your project? And we, we do the same thing with the agency that, hey, how are you feeling with respect to working with this particular customer? Are you happy with, with their communication? Are you happy with, uh, with what they are saying you to do? So that helps us bridge the gap between an agency or a dev, dev shop or a team and the organization and enables us to make sure that the experience of both the parties is really good. So, so far, uh, like I'll give you a real example. So there was this association based out of Chicago who wanted to change their website. They hired uh, a local local development shop to build their website and they paid a ridiculous amount of money. And they were not happy with their performance. So they came to us. We understood, okay, you want to work on this specific CMS with this kind of specific requirements. So we used that data to find a really good, good team based out of the UK. And we paired that team together with the, with the customer and now that project is going on in a full-fledged manner, both the parties are really happy. It's a win-win situation, Nitesh. You know, trying to connect the right people with the right projects and staying with them throughout the process, right? It's not just identifying people and facilitating a conversation. It's more about staying with them, holding their hand and ensuring the project is successfully implemented. So how do you feel when you get great feedback from your clients? What it, that, is, that is something that keeps us going, you know, like every day. Uh... Whenever you are, uh, 
I mean, as an entrepreneur, you get this question a lot, to be honest. What am I doing with my life? You know, like, does it even make sense? Look at that company. They are doing so well. What are you doing, right? But when you get these emails, it keeps you going. It says, hey, it is very important to, to make those few customers love you and depend on you rather than chasing, like, thousands of customers. If this first 100 customers love you and they love your product, they love your service, they will like tell the tell about indies to other people like when we get really good feedback it's about okay what is good and what is bad they find this good so really using that good part in communicating it upfront in our communications for example if i am sending out an email we'll say that nine out of ten customers say that indies is, is a very personalized experience which is not true with any other online platform so that helps us understand a how do we communicate and that keeps us going every day personalization is definitely the key because expectations have been very high when we use products in our everyday life right so startups like you people expect more and more out of it to ensure they get what they need at the end of the day and i'm so glad you're working towards bridging that gap nitesh you worked with a lot of startups be it in india and over here in the u.s right now you're based out of washington dc what kind of responses do you get when you reach out to a venture capitalist asking them to pay attention to your idea and work with you how do those conversations go yeah it's very interesting so few things that i learned is at a at a very early stage west coast based uh, funds they do they don't like to invest in on the east coast based funds so the there is something that i realized over the course of like my pitching to investors journey uh, that is why I started focusing a lot on the on the East Coast and really like communicating the product and the idea to to the East Coast. Few things that, that I learned is you have to tell a very good story. If your story makes sense, and if overall like what you are doing and the kind of the kind of vision that you have, the world that you you see coming up, if you are able to convince them on the broad picture, then it becomes relatively easy to convince on the on the details. So, for example, there are two things. First one is like um, the most important thing that I realized is you have to have a good referral. If someone is like pitching in for you that, hey, meet this person uh, who is really awesome. That helps a lot. Like when I moved to DC, like approximately one year back, I didn't know anyone here. Honestly, like no one apart from my wife. What I did was I started reaching out to a lot of entrepreneurs. I used to write a lot of cold emails. I will say, hey, can I learn from you? And that was the best thing that I did looking back. That has helped me build a reputation with the fellow entrepreneurs who have raised funds in the past and they connect me with their investors, which sort of like uh, helps them hear my story. And uh, the kind of experience that I got is, especially on the East Coast, investors want to look for revenue. They want to see some sign of product market fit coming in. They don't want to invest in a very, very early stage company. So it is really good to to bootstrap and to scale to a point where you absolutely need funds. So I did did a mistake there that I started reaching out to investors very early without having a product market fit or without having a clear side of like revenue growth. So I decided to like take a step back and focus on the business, focus on the customers, build out the product in detail and then, and then go after the investors. And that has that is proving out to be really helpful for me because now I have 
I'm able to like talk better about the customer. I'm able to talk about the problem that we are solving. I'm, I'm able to say that, hey, these are the things that we'll need for the to build a better feature for the company. You know, trying to really understand your product and whom you're catering to, and then look at uh, your perspective about here are the problems and, you know, here's where the funding would exactly help in building a very strong and a strategic market fit. I think that logical thinking is a great piece of advice to fellow startup entrepreneurs. You know better than them how to run your own company. And you need to have that attitude that, hey, I know what I'm doing. But of course, you can give me feedback. Then it should be on me to implement that feedback. But, uh, but I mean, you should not have that attitude that they will come and help you build your own company. You can always take the help when it comes to hiring, when it, when it comes to like building a long-term strategy, when it comes to like acquiring new customers. Only you know your product, right? Yeah. Much better than everybody else. And once you're able to pitch the right story and the customers that this product is going to really help, I think it really makes sense for entrepreneurs or other investors out there to come and rally for you. How do you feel, you know, the whole experience? Is this something that you would do all over again? I'm really grateful for the experience that I have. You know, like I feel amazing for the things that I have been able to accomplish so far. I would say acquiring new skills uh, very early on would have been really helpful. So I started like taking up marketing and sales very, very later into my startup journey. I like to build things rather than selling. There is something that I would I would change. But apart from that, it has been amazing. And this is a challenge that I see with a lot of entrepreneurs, Nitesh, because when you're focused on a, a technology-based product, right, you're looking at making sure the product is built in the right way, but then pitching the idea to the right kind of people, be it you know your marketing aspects, your branding aspects, those are some challenges where an entrepreneur needs a lot of support. Yeah, yeah that is what I learned myself as well. Yeah, and uh, I'm so glad you've taken it in your stride. Because it's a learning experience, yeah, right? Yeah. At the end of the day, that's the fun of being an entrepreneur. And what advice would you have for entrepreneurs out there who are looking at dabbling into the startup space, but you still feel like a traditional job is a stable job? If you want to be an entrepreneur, you should be an entrepreneur. If you want to do a job and like have a peaceful life where you have time for your family, for your kids, it's your thing. You know, like I mean, it is only you who can make the decision. So it is important to be open to change and learn new things. Another thing is like learn a lot. Uh, essentially, like read books, read, uh, listen to podcasts, speak to people, speak to fellow entrepreneurs, and just like understand from their journey. Is it something that you want to do or no? Because it's it, it is stressful, you know. Like it will give you stress. You'll you'll get a lot of rejections. You'll get a lot of no's. And if it gets to you, and if you let it get to you, then you'll have a hard time. That's a great productivity tip, uh, Nitesh. I would say because a lot of us are want to do something on the side, but you're not really sure if the side project uh, is something that they should do it right away or wait a couple of years down the lane. As you were talking about work-life integration, I know as an entrepreneur, you said there's literally no end, right? You're always thinking about the product or maybe even dreaming about the product. I've learned that meditation and exercise are something that you really enjoy doing. How does that really affect the productivity and what kind of impact have you seen? If you're having a bad day, you'll not feel fulfilled about your startup. And if that happens over the course of time, it will get to you. I meditate and I, I run a lot. I do some exercise every day. It helps me get a very fresh start of the day. And also, like it helps me keep my stress away from myself. But there are these other things that you need to take care of. Yourself first, and then your family, and then uh, your finances. Meditation definitely helps you stay connected. Because I try to meditate like 10 minutes every day in the morning. And the kind of energy and the refreshment that it gives makes your day feel amazing. Yeah. And I've realized days that I don't meditate, I really feel that 
something is missing in my life yeah. uh, because sometimes i feel you have a lot of wavering thoughts in your mind bringing that pleasantness through meditation helps you connect the dots and then i'm like hey how about i do something you know that i've been thinking of and then all of a sudden the spark just lights up as you mentioned awesome yeah exactly wow you 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 bang on there i have a section in my podcast which is called a rapid fire round hey you as an entrepreneur right you're already on your toes so why don't we just play this fun rapid yeah. fire are you sure. ready for it so i'll just give you a word and you tell me the first thing that comes okay. to your mind customers success civil engineering buildings and that's your background yeah. right work life integration life writing power favorite book uh, it's kind of hard. i think the man search for meaning victor frankl oh wow that's my favorite oh, book wow. as well awesome and- Uh, I I remember actually I gave a speech about it uh, to my friends as well because the the book was so moving yeah. the trauma and the horror that you know the characters in the book lived through and then anything in your life feels so amazing yeah, I mean, like, what are you complaining like, about you know like you have food <laughs> that was your rapid fire you Thank aced you. it Thank you It's called Tut Dahan so this is a way in which I like to you know showcase my friends and Asian entrepreneurs a way in which you can brag about yourself so here's your task in one word describe yourself in your native language my native language is hindi khush is happiness that's awesome well that was nitesh agrawal for you guys nitesh thank you so much for talking us through your journey as an entrepreneur in india and then you know how you've transitioned to the us and now to the washington dc community so welcome to dc tech community is what i would say and we're so impressed with the the innovative ideas that you have about the future of work especially about indies which is focused on connecting the right people to the right projects and working with your clients from end to end to help them be successful in the digital world nitesh any parting words to our audiences yeah i mean just be amazing you know like you have a really good life be fulfilled be amazing every day kushi happiness to the people around you and to your inner self this was today's episode of uh, curry up startup podcast with nitesh agrawal founder of indies and this is your host priyanka komla signing off until next week's episode with another interesting guest thank yeah. you pinga it was amazing